So do you just not read things? Like you click on links blindly? Is that what you do? So I believe podcasting has a level of trust and I have to trust you to give me good links and stuff. So why do I need to read then? It just boggles my mind that we can have been doing this for over a year. Like we've been podcasting for three years, but like we've been doing the online stuff for over a year and doing the clapping and, and, and setting up and everything. And yet you still don't know the website that we keep the time on. Because to me, it's like, I know it's time something. And like, I see the picture of like a clock. And so I just always click the icon. But like, I just assume it's like, this is the podcasting website for like professional podcasters. <laughs> it's a clock website. There's literally nothing else about it. Well, I assume like professionals use it. It's a professional clock. Yes, like podcasting clock for podcasting time. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a website. It's going to be a clock for podcasters. That's it. It's just going to be a clock and that's it. And there should be a donor button and maybe some ads. <laughs> we got to monetize. <laughs> yeah, click on this ad if you want to see our clock. Wait. No, no, no. Wait, don't we get paid for just having like ads in the background? But you don't want ads to run with the clock, especially like video ads. Like that would could mess up the synchronization between the clock. Oh, I was thinking of, I don't know. I mean, do you remember in the olden times of the internet where like there were web pages that were just filled with nothing but like banners that you would click on for like ads? Like GeoCities. Yeah. Like, and it's just a full... You want us to make a GeoCities page? With a, with a clock on it. Yes, we can make well, so much money. Most, didn't most of those have, like, counters and clocks on them, yes, too? Yes, Oh, this is the future as we just go back to the past with a yeah, clock. Time is a flat circle. It all comes back to GeoCities. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm your host, Atma, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. So, we've got a weird episode planned. Well, I don't... Weird is the wrong word for it, but it's a little bit all over the place. I don't know how it's going to go. We'll see what happens. First up, though, we're going to do our weekly Marvel Midnight Suns update because this is the game that Harvey has suddenly turned into a gamer for. Um, he's like doing things like watching trailers as they come out and following newsletters and all that stuff. So uh, you want to take o take it away here and... Uh, don't put this on me. You were the one on like Twitter talking about this and going like, oh, this could be the game I love. I love you were going on and on. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? And then I had forgotten last week I had signed up for their email to get the skin and everything. And lo and behold, I get a little email and it's exactly probably what you watched, which was the gameplay footage stuff. I clicked on it. I watched it. I I'm still excited. I was excited in the first place. This didn't change my excitement. In any well, actually it did. Because you mentioned some stuff that I probably didn't pick up on um, had I not known ahead of time, which it seems like it's card-based. Yeah, yeah. That was the big thing that came out with this trailer is that there the combat is going to be card-based in some way. And they went into a little bit of an explanation of it, but I think it's going to be 
become more clear as they like show more footage and talk about the game more. Um, and yeah. I mean, I kind of like that idea. It looks cool. I know some people were complaining on Twitter and stuff, but like, I like card games like Slay the Spire. I like games like XCOM. Why not just put both things together? And yeah. I think there's potential from like watching the gameplay footage. I presume like each of the heroes or like the Marvel people seem to have different types of cards. Like Doctor Strange seemed to have a draw power kind of thing. And like, mm -hmm. I like the idea of different heroes have different playing styles, sort of like Slay the Spire had three different or four different heroes and they have different ways to play them. If that's the case, I would love this game for like the mixing and matching and creating like combos and synergies between like this is a blue deck or a draw deck and this one is a power or like a direct to face a damage kind of deck. Like that appeals to me a lot. Yeah, like I think I, I'm totally in agreement with you. Like I think it adds a lot more variety because like you can have just sort of the base like there's an attacker, there's a support character and whatnot, you know, like XCOM has its like different abilities and everything mm -hmm. but like there when it, when it's all action based you know there's only so much you can do on the battlefield while like when you add the deck building scenario to it you can add a lot more different combinations and cool things like you know you get so many action points this turn but like maybe if you use this right card in combination with something else, you get to take another action, you know, and do like those sort of like long ass combos you get in Slay the Spire and other games um, when you're like putting together points. You can't really do. I guess you kind of get that in XCOM if you like chain like kills and everything and like with like Reaper and those sorts of abilities. Um, but even that, but I it's think like, yeah, this is it seems novel to me. Mm hmm. And yeah, like com yeah. combining cards with like a tactical layer instead of just having like the cards filter into sort of an auto battler sort of thing where like you're like playing like strikes and defends and that sort of stuff. I think it'll add a lot more options. It's actually and what I was going to say is that like I think this appeals a lot more to people who are both into board games and video games. Because a lot of the negative opinions are like people who are like cards or her who jumped out because they were into not into card games or more like just like pure video gamery people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think because like a lot of like non monopoly, whatever card game or board games have like a, a lot of deck building or card base to it in some way. And like. I think it just it's an easier sell to people who enjoy both kinds of games. I will say like the original XCOM like from the 90s like when I was a kid playing it part of the appeal was it sort of felt like a tabletop game where like because the graphics weren't hugely amazing and stuff but like you had little figures that were basically moving across like a 2D map that was sort of 3D and like layers and stuff. But it sort of appealed to me as a person who saw like Warhammer but didn't understand it as a little kid. But like watching this thing and playing this was like my own personal Warhammer without needing all the expensive like sets and stuff. But I could imagine because, again, the, the pieces didn't really move that much. There was like primitive sound effects of walking and stuff. But like the imagination kind of took over for me. Yeah, I literally kickstarted uh, a game called ascension tactics and it's 
basically this but a board game you know like mm-hmm. you get you have like a grid that you fight on and you have figures you move around and you're going to have like a deck of cards that you use in combination with the figures and that's basically the same thing as what you know marvel midnight suns is gonna be and so for me i'm just excited for it because like this is a big studio with like a decent budget behind it making a marvel game and it's a unique kind of game that you don't get to see the big budget game companies make as often you know like slay the spire monster train griftlands these deck builders that we've talked about before you know these roguelikes and whatnot they're usually smaller indie type developers and while fire axis isn't like a full triple a studio like you know naughty dog or you know some of the other stony stony i don't know where that came from sony developers like santa monica or you know something like double fine that's been bought by microsoft and that sort of thing like they don't have like true triple a money they are close to it and it's gonna so seeing this sort of budget behind a game that is like kind of my niche of games i love playing is really cool and not getting like another like marvel action game or whatever mm-hmm. that seems to be what normally the the game is in that uh marvel genre ta- happen to be and it's smart to like for marvel to do this of like doing different genres and stuff because you might pick up new fans i mean marvel a lot of people already know but this is how you stay like current or fresh in a way you reinvent a little bit yeah and and you get to use characters that you don't normally use you know like you're tapping into this genre so you're bringing in a lot of fans who are of the genre that might not necessarily know deep marvel lore and so you get to play with different characters like marvel is a draw but it's not like say the avengers game where literally the draw of the game is playing as the avengers which means that who they're picking as their main characters is very limited like they basically used all the main people from uh, the movies plus Miss Marvel, you uh-huh. know, like the brand recognition was the point. In this one, it's like you do have some of those in there, but it's not the entire point of the game. Yeah, still super excited for Magic. Want to play her? Yeah, and uh, so the the next teaser they said next week they're going to demo or show a demo of Wolverine and the Hunter, which is like the player character fighting Sabretooth. So that should give us a little more insight into like the, the combat and how the deck building works and what that's going to look like. So that's the tricky part for me. Like this game doesn't come out till like the spring, I believe, right? March, yes. Yeah, and like they're giving me like weekly updates, but... I'm kind of worried about that. Like, I'm getting hyped and excited. I loved seeing, like, oh, here's some gameplay footage. And in one week, we're going to give you another dose. And I'm like, as someone who likes to, like, shut themselves off from everything, part of me is, like, I want to know. And I kind of want to see it just because I'm curious. But, like, are they going to try to do this all the way till the spring? Or is this going to do this for a month and then just, like, die down? I don't know. I don't know. But I I agree with you. I'm not going to, like over gorge myself on this mm-hmm. information like i'll definitely watch the saber tooth thing just because i 
feel like it's going to give us a better idea of like what the combat looks like and you know some sort of idea of like movement on the battlefield and and how everything's going to work and like I'm already sold on this, so I don't need to see every preview, but I would like to, like, see a little bit more. And, it, like, once I have a general feel for how the game is, I won't need to watch, like, everything they put out. Yeah, but, like, like... I don't want to be spoiled by other... Okay, Sabretooth is in it. not a huge thing, but, like, I know I'm buying this game, so you have my money. Yeah, and, like, half the, the fun is, like, finding out what yeah. villains are in it and, like, who shows up and... and the fights and everything you get into there were some other details released in like text form i don't remember exactly where they were but it wasn't in the trailer i'll give you a couple of the other details just as like general it seems like there's aiming for the battles to take 10 to 15 minutes per like fight okay um aiming for like a 40 to 60 hour runtime for the whole game so cool, decent cool. amount of things uh you'll get you'll take three teammates with you in each battle so i think it's the hunter plus three mm-hmm. uh and so you can choose up your decks and things like that based on that and the different characters have different like settings like blade is a dps captain america is a combination dps tank strangest support ghost rider is a wild card and can do a little bit of everything uh so like you're going to have that sort of like classification for all the different uh heroes that's what i was sort of like thinking of of what i saw the strange because i don't have a huge like affinity to play dr strange in any type of like previous marvel game because i just don't care for the character but if the mechanic of the character is unique I do like that idea, like draw powers and stuff, like a blue deck, if you will, in magic terms. Like, I want to play the guy that's the blue deck, and so that would be strange. Okay, cool. Then that would be a reason to put him into my, like, roster. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how all of this shakes out. And, you know, like, I want to know enough information so I have a good idea of what I'm getting into, and then I'll sort of, like, do the the blackout thing and just pick Mm -hmm. it up when it comes out, and I don't need to know anymore. all I'm hoping for at the end is replayability, but at things, if they're going with deck-like, if they're going with any sort of roguelike element to it, or even the fact of like cards will be randomized, or like you may not be able to play everybody in one playthrough, I'll definitely want to replay it, and that has a huge like up in my book of like why I would get a game if there's replayability. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I sent you some links earlier today. You did, and true to form, I did not read them. (laughs) All right, so here's what's going to happen. So we had so much fun doing random, picking a random game from the eShop and then playing it and coming back later because I, you enjoyed your game that you got so much, (laughs) and I enjoyed my game so much. Like This was just so much fun for both of us. That we're going to do something similar to it again. But this time it's going to go a little differently. We're not spending any money. Oh, I love this already. (laughs) So for yours, basically what I did was I went to Humble Bundle, which are are you familiar with? Oh, yeah. I've I've humbled the bundle before. 
Yeah. So like I I'm I got into I'm like grandfathered into their like monthly humble bundle where like they give you a set of 12 games and you can choose to pay for it if you want or you can pass and skip to the next month and it's kind of like a if there's enough games in the bundle you buy it and if you uh-huh. don't want it you can skip and and so it's like you put the money in if when and if you want to. And most of the times I skip occasionally i buy if there's a lot of stuff i really want and occasionally i forget to pause it and just end up buying shit randomly uh so i went back into the my my humble bundle games that i have bought but have just sort of like been sitting there because i accidentally left it on for a month or whatever and just accumulated some games and what i did was i sent you steam gift keys for five games that I found in my Humble Bundle trove. And these are not games that I picked specifically for Harvey Z. They are literally the only games that were available that played on Mac. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, yes. So I found all the, the ones I, that you could play on your computer and sent you the gift keys for Steam. So, like, you are getting all these games regardless. Oh, not one, but I'm getting yeah, four the, five the, games. Wow. These, these, all five, these are all five yours, and you're going to get to pick one from the five to, like, do a little deep dive on and play for our next podcast or in a couple weeks or whatever, however okay, long yeah. we decide. I've already forgotten what the games are, so we're just going to go through each one right now, and you can you, you can click on each one, and I'm, I think it'll take you to the f- store page or let you accept the key, key or whatever. But Okay. Um, yeah. I will click the first one. And since I had Steam open and was distracted, would you want to know what the what my wish list game I've just added? I doubt it's in the list of games you just sent me. but uh, Sure. What What's the wish list? Mini Motorways. Mini mo- oh, I've heard of Mini Motorways. It's a strategy simulation game about designing a roadmap for a city. Yeah, I, a, I don't I've, know why, I've, but it, it appeals to me. I played Mini Metro on like the, yeah. the phone. Like I think these were both like phone games, and I think they recently got ported to Steam. Ah. Um, but yeah, I think they're originally on iOS. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So- Mini click. Metro is fun. I, I haven't played Mini Motorways, but I assume it's also fun. It has a simple aesthetic visuals that are striking. I, it caught my eye I think as a new shiny. It would it would work as a poop game. Like I'm looking you, at it. It seems very poopable to you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely poopable. Uh, so I'll just click this first link and see what happens. Okay. Uh, you've taken me. I've gotten a very special gift. Lucky me. A friend has sent me unrailed to claim it. Uh, enter my email. Don't tell me about humble bundle stuff. Oh, God. Pick <laughs> images with palm trees. That's a tree. <laughs> this is a palm tree. This is a palm tree. That's a We're car. verifying that Harvey Z is not a robot in front of your very eyes. So this one, there might be a palm tree in the distance. I'm going to guess yes. I'm not a robot. Okay, check okay. my email for a link, and then... Uh, Harvey has passed the Turing test. I should have just sent you the codes. I shouldn't have done the gift Yeah, thing. this is this is a whole bunch of... Okay, now I got an email. My humble gift is ready. Get my gift. 
Yeah, I forgot. You don't do the gifts. You just send the direct code. Make log in. Now I have to log into Humble Bundle again. Verify really? my account to verify my code for this thing. We should have done some prep work here of like figuring out. Yeah, this is yeah. this is my bad. Uh, please enter this code to verify that it is me and I'm not like not just a robot, but I guess I'm not just a hacker. I have verified it. I have gotten it unrailed. Reveal my Steam key. That is my Steam key. Click redeem. Sign into Steam, even though I am on Steam. I think you can put it into Steam. Like if you copy paste it into like register a game or whatever. Oh, that would be a lot easier than trying to do it through the... Yeah, uh, yeah. you don't have to do the redeem stuff. So I go to library collections or home and where do i go to enter in games do you know i think if you if you click on games and do activate a product on steam i love my mac uh games don't have games i have a library home so like there there isn't like a oh you you found it well there's a games button it doesn't have that thing that you said uh all right Like, like the, there's not a like a bar at the top that says Steam Friends Games. Like, I have store library community Harvey Z. Yeah, no, see, there should be like a little bar Inventory. above that if you have a computer and not a fucking Mac. Yeah, no item inventory. Nope, that's not it. Uh, All right, you know what? You might have to redeem it through Humble Bundle. <laughs> No, store preferences. Like, just, I have, I got a gift. Let me. Every time I think I'm going to do something (laughs) simple. I even planned this out. I had the links prepared and everything, you know, all I had to do. Content? Was forget that Harvey has a Mac and it's going to be even more complicated. All right, just redeem it through Humble Bundle. I'll just you can't. I can figure out the, how to put yeah, in the code. I can't actually figure out because I was like, if I go to the gaming website page, say nope, I'm gonna have to. Oh, Steam. Click the add a game icon in the bottom left of the Steam window. Oh, add a game. Activate a product. Thank you, by the way, because I was like, I don't know my password for. Steam I have video. to Google shit. <laughs> Activation successful. All right. Uh, finish you are about to install unrailed yeah all right, you don't have to install it right now yeah oh wait i mean you have we're going to decide if you just hit cancel you have it but you don't like start installing it oh this is not a game that what is what the fuck is this this is not what i thought you would give me i was thinking this is like i had a poop game called a train game of some sort where i built like trains this looks very different in like a minecraft aesthetic okay but, Okay, so don't know what I, this is, but I haven't even read anything. Should I go back and try to install a new game, or do we? Well, want to talk okay, about let's it? let's quickly, real quick. Unrailed is a co-op multiplayer game where you work together with your friends to build a train track across endless procedurally generated worlds. Master random encounters with its inhabitants, upgrade your train, and keep it from derailing. Game modes: endless, quick, and versus. I mean. Uh, Sounds appealing aesthetically. It's unique. Uh, cool. I appreciate this one. I might try it and play it. Okay. All right. I mean, I will try all of these, but this seems like a good choice. I approve. (laughs) I'm glad because I did not make choices other than this can be playable (laughs) on Mac. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Fire hydrants this time. Hmm. Yep. Still not a robot. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've learned my lesson. No gift keys anymore, only codes. 
redeemed. Oh, if I click them all fast enough, I don't have to do the stupid robot test. Cool. For all you all right. robots out there, now you know how to <laughs> hack the system. <laughs> hey, I got one already in the emails. All right. Which one's this one? This one is Whispers of a Machine. Get my gift. Register it. I agree. I totally right. read you don't all need the registration. To, you don't need to vocalize all this stuff. I got to vamp. Got to fill the time up. Well, this isn't vamping. This is you saying what you're doing at like you're doing a tutorial for uh, accepting Steam gifts. I was going to say, not to put you on blast, but these are like your early YouTube videos. (laughs) 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 When you would like, when you played your games and you could watch them on YouTube, you would just narrate what the hell you were doing. Yeah, because I was bad at it. <laughs> well, I'm, this was my first time downloading games off of Steam, but Whispers of a Machine don't even know. There's like a cool picture. It seems futuristic. Give me some pictures of the game. It won a Steam award. No, it's a vote for it. Whoa, this game seems weird on the... I can see Whispers of, of a it. Machine is a sci-fi Nordic noir that tells the story of Vera, a cybernetically augmented special agent tasked with investigating a string of murders. These brutal killings obscure a sinister truth as Vera soon finds ties to a group of fanatics committed to creating an AI superintelligence, a pursuit outlawed for nearly a century. Like, it seems like a point-and-click adventure or a moving around That's story. what it looks like. Genre is adventure, according to Steam. So, Unrailed right now is winning. This doesn't seem like a game that I would play. I mean, I'll play it. It's free. But left on my own, probably wouldn't jump to this one. But okay. I mean, it seems... It I still find it game. funny. You don't like point-and-click adventure games, but when given the option to make a game, you immediately started making one. Yeah. Well, I would want to make a point-and-click. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving on. like the DM in me, I suppose. Okay, yeah. I've redeemed all my games. Now I just have to wait for them to come into the mail. Okay, all right. Yeah, instead of do- redeeming one at a time, it's probably a good idea yeah. to just so get the ball The next rolling. one, I believe I have downloaded as well. Let me see on Steam. It is downloading Vampire the Masquerade, Shadows of New York. Ooh, I know this genre, Vampire the Masquerade. Is this what I think it is? Uh, It's not Bloodlines. I know that much. Shadows of New York. I mean, is oh, I have to enter in my age lest I uh, <laughs> mature content. Okay. All right. What kind Vampire of the Masquerade, Shadows of New York. Is this a... Uh, you're a nobody, oh. an outcast in your own vampiric sect, a political prisoner of no particular value, and it, uh, blah, 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 noir. Vampire the Masquerade Shadows of New York is a visual novel set in the rich universe of Vampire the Masquerade. It's a continuation of our previous title. Oh, okay. While Coteries was a generic introduction to the world depicted in the 5th edition of the hit tabletop role-playing game, Shadows presents a more personal and unique tale. Okay, this is, I see, personal and political horror suitable for both veterans and fans of narrative-driven games who are newcomers. I know what, like, the La Sombra clan, I know the vampire, like, mythos and stuff from the, like, the, I guess the tactical or board, the, whatever it is, the tabletop, the game, the fan, yeah, the tabletop game, but, okay, a visual novel I've always wanted to play, because, like, 
sexy vampire sounds fun. <laughs> this is like, and I'm looking at the pictures. There are sexy vampires. I approve of this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to play this. I, fa- I found, cool. I found one in there. Sexy vampires. Always good. A long time ago, I tried to, when I first got a Switch, and you kind of steered me to safety and said, don't buy these games, when I got (laughs) all excited to tell you about all these cool games I saw on the Switch. All those hedonistic action experiences you were looking for? Oh, yes. (laughs) So, I wonder if you have gotten me a hedonistic action experience. I don't know. Maybe. Listen, it was Humble Bundle. It just showed up, right? Like, I read it for the articles. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. The next one that has downloaded is... uh, The next one that popped up is... I'm impressed. Deadly Days. Nope, it's not the game that I wanted. I was about to say, is this on my wish list? It is not. It is a pixelated game. It looks interesting. Uh, The aesthetics from just the title page, but that's not even the game itself. Uh What is Deadly Days? Deadly Days is a unique strategic roguelite in the zombie apocalypse. Manage and protect a group of survivors and help them stop the catastrophe. Discover and use a large number of wild and crazy objects, even wilder and crazier survivors, special abilities, and deadly weapons. Sounds appealing, but I mean, the graphics, the aesthetics, it's a little bit pixelated. It's this is a wild card. I don't know. It could be really cool. It could be, I don't know. Uh, it might be. It, it. It's not a no. It's not a yes. This one has potential. I would definitely want to check has, it out. This this one is a maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is a like, like it's not graphically Harvey Z, but I feel like the the plot well, and the yeah. genre is. And like the you control survivors that have special abilities and stuff, and I'm like. If they had just changed it to tactical roguelike, I'd be down. But mm-hmm. if it's like a video game, video game, I'm like, ooh, I don't know. But it could work. And then last one is, and so far it seems like you've gotten a pretty good spread of like genres of games, at least. Nothing Again, seems like I know totally, totally because I picked all these out. And, you know, I just know your taste and wanted to give you a variety and not because these are the only ones that work on Mac. You have given me number five is Nimbatus, the space drone constructor. Uh, okay. This, <laughs> this looks weird. I'm looking. Yeah, I remember this one looking real weird. There's part of me that's, nope, I'm looking at it and it's like, I don't think this is, su- is this super math heavy? Oh boy, this seems like a, no, it's not, but this is a weird one. I mean, I could love this or I could hate this. I like the pixelated graphics, but I'm looking at the fan pages right now and the fan pages look amazing, but it seems like this is a game where I make robots or it's, well, drones and then, but like, I'm not good at making like Minecrafty stuff and like, yeah. But you are the captain of the Nimbatus, the biggest mobile drone factory ever made. Design your own unique drones to explore a physics-based universe. Survive by shooting your way through completely destructible planets and different biomes. Compete against autonomous drones built by other players. Or enjoy complete creative freedom in the sandbox. There is an appeal to this game to me. Like, I'm watching now the gameplay footage. I kind of like this idea. It depends on how complicated... Well... I kind of like complicated machines, though, too. 
Oh, this is this is another wild card that could actually be super successful. I really want to like this game. I'm watching it right now, and it looks pretty <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah, like this one is one of those that looks like it could either like you could bounce off of it in like ten minutes because it's too complicated, or you get eased into it and suddenly you're building like really weird shit that's really cool and having a lot of fun. Like the, I can see it going both ways. The key is I hope this is not one where it's like, oh, you can do so much in it, but here you have to read a manual and here's the tips and tricks. If it's sort of intuitive where I can pick it up and like I'm building cool robots from day one, then hell yes, I'm down. But if it's something where it's like, oh, well, you have to learn the physics and uh, this key goes to here and this is how you do coding and like like redstone in Minecraft. I don't want redstones. Just give me some fucking dynamite and a pickaxe and let me loose on the world. <laughs> But yeah. this looks cool, actually. Like, I, this is a weird tangent, but did you ever, back in, like, high school or, there was a math program, it was, like, supposed to be for physics stuff, where you could, like, make circles and, like, you could make circles and geometrical shapes and, like, hinges and stuff. However, I would, at lunchtime, play with it. Like, you could make little figures with joints and stuff out of, like geometrical shapes and everything but you can make little cars and stuff and you could adjust the like oh i want to make the traction as if rubber and the ground is wood and stuff and you could make little like tracks and but that was not the point of this thing it was not a game it was like a physics engine driven like physics like math program thing just like sort of like how people would use like on their t182 or whatever calculator things ti82s you could it build doesn't like, little games in it sound familiar ah oh, like I like the idea of those sorts of things where it's meant for like actual like smart people to do stuff, but I just used it to make little like toys. And this is make drones, make little toys. Like this guy, he's making a skeleton, a giant skeleton drone. I want to do that, <laughs> but I don't want to have to read a book to figure out how to do it. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. It, that, that's what I was saying, you know, like if it's easy pick up and play to make these drones, I feel like you'll like it a lot and I would probably like it too. Do you have or, copies of this? I, I mean, no, no, I don't have another copy of it. I, <laughs> okay. but like I, I gifted, I wanted to gift you some games and see what would happen. So like, those are the five games you've got. Now you don't have to tell me right now, which ones you're going to play. But we're going to come back to this in a few weeks, okay. uh, and we'll see what you tried out and how you feel about these games. This is going to be like a, a Harvey Z's indie review session. I love it. The Harvey Z's humble reviews. <laughs> the question um, will be, well, off the bat, which one do you think is going to win and which one is going to lose straight up, if you had to guess, from those five? Like my favorite I feel my like you're going to gravitate towards sexy vampires. Um, I mean, I'm going to play it probably first or second. Yeah, sexy yeah, vampires. Like I'm, seems... But I'm not sure. It's a visual novel, so I'm not sure how much you'll yeah. like it. Because that's like a completely new thing for you. True. I've um, played those types of games. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like you'll probably bounce off the Deadly Days one. Like I think you like roguelikes... But I think that one's going to be a little too action heavy and probably not going to be what you want. I can see that. I, I agree with you on that. I feel like my lowest appeal one right now is Whispers of a Machine, just from like the hesitation. But 
I might end up loving it, but it depends on the difficulty and the story. Those two things have to catch me, basically, because the mechanics of what it is isn't right now selling me. All right. Now, for the second half of this. Oh, boy. As I said, I have a bunch of Humble Bundle things that I haven't ever looked into or played. So now I'm going to give you an option to pick for me a game to play and report back on. Okay. okay. And there are there are there are also ones sitting here in my humble bundle that's for free already that I bought accidentally or on purpose. So I'm gonna give you three options and you get to pick one for me to play. Sound three good? options. Okay. I do I get to see or you're just gonna tell me about it? I mean I I'll, I'll I'll if you I'll give you the name and you can look it up if you want. Got it. Um all right. So the first one is called Hammer Ting. Like hammer, like hammering, but with a T in between hammer and ink. Okay. It's a vertical dwarven mining colony sim with RPG elements. Manage a clan of colorful dwarves, establish an epic mining operation, craft legendary swords, and delve deep for greater glory, riches, and danger. I mean, this... This sounds pretty fucking cool, I'll say, because it reminds me of, like, Dwarf Colony, that, whatever that thing was called, Murder... Dwarf Fortress? Dwarven Fortress, or, like, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, but the graphics look great. That was always my complaint with that Dwarf Fortress thing. Oh, okay. Like, I want to play this. This looks fucking cool. Yeah, I, I will say, I was going to gift you this one if it was on Mac. Like, it... It it spoke to me to give to you as a possible thing, yeah. Um, but like it did just didn't it does yeah, is only Windows. Understand. I I'm I'm loving it. I'm looking through the pictures. It looks beautiful and amazing. And like apparently it's called a colony sim game. Yeah. Next one is kill it with fire. The spider, mankind's oh most ancient and deadly nemesis. As a licensed kill-it-with-fire exterminator, it's time to fight back. Assemble your arsenal of increasingly excessive weapons, track spiders across suburbia, and burn everything in your path. I mean, I would never want to play this game. As I mean, I don't have arachnophobia or anything like that, but I just don't like spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, oh my god. I would, and it's a, it's a one or not a one D, but a three D game. So like the spiders could be behind me right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I hate this. I hate everything about it. Oh God. Okay. Oh God. There was a spider in the toilet. Oh, <laughs> I, even though the graphics are not like amazing, I don't like this. Nope. 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 You could play this game. I will never play it. Oh, Wow, 96% overwhelmingly positive. Fuck those people. <laughs> I mean, some people just like killing spiders, you know? I get it, but man. Man, this is up there with, like, the aliens terrifying game. Yeah. All right, and the last one is called The Ambassador Fractured Timelines. The Ambassador Fractured Timelines is a twin-stick fantasy shooter centered around the ability to stop time. You'll play as Gregor, a newly recruited member of the Eternal Fellowship, and an ambassador of time. Just as you are learning to use your newfound powers, the Fellowship's capital city is mysteriously destroyed. You must find those responsible and return to Mars to its former glory. Uh-huh. 
I'm looking at it. Of the three, this seems the most like an Atma game. Mm-hmm. Like it seems the one that you would enjoy the most. It doesn't appeal to me at all. It feels sort of bullet timey slash Legend of Zelda ish, like the old school Nintendo Zelda kind of things. I get it. There's some cool concepts with the time stuff, but it's too action heavy for me, and it's a little bit too like you need skill to play this. Uh huh. If I was nice, I would make you play this one. I would want to play the dwarf one for myself and not have you play it so that you don't spoiler me. And if I was cruel, I'd make you play the spider one because fuck those spiders. <laughs> wow. You get to, to choose. It. Like, I mean... You're going to play all of these eventually, I'm assuming. I, I mean, I, I can just play all of them. If you, would, if you would like to hear my experiences with all three of them, I can play all of them if you're if because my intention was like i give you five games you pick one and then you pick one for me but if you're going to try all the games i gave you i can also just try all of these i tried two of them which is the spider and the ambassador the the dwarf one i'm looking at it it's still in early access or something it might like come to mac maybe oh okay so you don't even you don't even want me to like don't spoil me on it because you'll want to talk about it kind of thing. Gotcha. But the other two, yeah, yeah, sure. Tell me about your enjoyment of killing spiders. Okay. All right. Will do. God. Like, that sounds <laughs> like that actually seems like a game that you would like Twitch stream or something and like people can cheer you on watching you kill spiders. But oh, God. Yeah. Don't want to do that. Um. Okay. All right. So that was the majority of what i had planned there was a little more of figuring out if harvey z was or was not a robot glad you passed the turing test though it was really important to me <laughs> so to end today this is going to be a just a little bit of a nostalgia trip of what i i wanted to ask you just as i'm not sure if we've talked about this before but what was the first video game you remember playing? Oh, I sort of know this. Um, well, no, the first video game I've ever or remember playing. Yeah. It would then have to be an Atari, it was an Atari game. Um, the Atari game was, there's probably three of them. One is the one that had the stupid first ever uh, Easter egg is in it. I don't know what the game was called, but I remember watching someone play it. But I might have like touched it to like move it around and stuff, but I was young. The game that I actually enjoyed playing, though, was like a four-way Pong game on the Atari where it was like there were four controllers and it was basically Pong mix, meets like Breakout. But like each person had a corner of the map with like a little like basically the corner had a wall around it and inside of it was like a circle and you had to take the bouncing ball that was moving around and hit other people's circles that killed them and last person surviving wins is that game and otherwise then it was like playing the old arcade games like joust and stuff like that on the atari i remember going to the arcades and playing them those are my earliest like video game memories huh interesting i like, like, I know the Atari existed. Like, I don't remember if I played an Atari before I played a Nintendo. Oh, like, I, yeah. Like, I never, I, played a Nintendo. I never had an Atari system 
myself. My cousins had an Atari, but like by the time I was old enough, like they they also had a Nintendo or like I had the Nintendo. And so like I played that a lot more and like the Atari was occasional, but it was like already packed away sort of like hidden up upstairs, not in our not in the the main room, you know? This is where I think I had the benefit of like I had an uncle who had the Atari when he was young. And so that's why I knew of these things. Otherwise, that's why I was about to say, I was about to answer you with like, oh, the first video game I played was the very first thing I got was a Sega Genesis. And that would be the game that came with it, which was Sonic the Hedgehog. I actually, th- I think it was Sonic 2 that came with it, actually, not Sonic 1. Um, but that would probably be the very first and I was eight years old or so, probably. But like, no, I've actually played things in the arcade and the Atari of all things, which I, I fucking love that weird four-way breakout Pong game. I wish like they should remake it and they probably have actually, but like those games appeal to me a lot. It's very sentimental. Yeah. I'm, I'm I don't Atari, know the name of that like, book or was, book game. <laughs> I don't know where book came from. Like, is it something what you said you had an Atari collecting dust? Well, no, not collecting dust, but like it was just not out, you know, was like it, it yours. Was, no, no, it was my cousins. Like, so like occasionally they'd pull it out and we'd like play it on like an old TV or something. I, I remember playing Pitfall. Like I played Pitfall uh, yeah. on the Atari. I think that's the only one I distinctly remember playing, though. Like I was at an age, though, where like those types of games I just was terrible at like anything that was a side scroller or like required a plot. I couldn't do like the one where you had to wander around like a castle or so. I didn't have the memory retention for it. So I didn't remember like, oh, the key is in this room, like three spaces over or three rooms. So like games like Pong really appealed to me as a child because everything you need to know is on the screen at this one time. You don't need to know anything else. There's no retention of like callback in for it's just right then and there follow the shiny object i love those types of frogger great game sucked at it but like i understood <laughs> the concept yeah you like those like one one screen everything is the information is there and you don't need to do anything else there was a really cool one actually like on atari where it was like a bunch of games in one but it wasn't like games it was like settings so you had to like you could enter in like level 52 and you would play map 52 or whatever the game was but the game's premise was literally like you were a plane of a certain size and your opponent who was the other player too was a plane of a different size and the planes just went sideways and you could shoot up or down i think and that was it and you could go faster or slower and you just flew across the map and every time you got to the end you would reappear on the other side again at like a different point and you could just move up and down a little bit but mainly go faster and slower and just shoot up and you would try to kill the opponent and you might be a big plane you might be a little plane the little planes move faster the big plane had more area and stuff and you could play that version or you could play a different one and you were now tanks going sideways and you had to shoot each other or you could play a different one and you're a different size vehicle and it was like very basic games but like they were thrilling action adventures for me because it was like oh man i've got to beat my uncle at this game and like it's so hard and all I'm doing is shooting up and down and like 
there was the Moonlander or the Moon Rover game where you're like literally a Moon Rover and you could shoot forwards and up, like pushing attack hits both of those at the same time. And the premise is you shoot rocks in front of you, you jump over landmine or like holes, and like there were spaceships that flew above and you shoot them. And I thought it was like this is the most cutting edge, amazing thing like technology has ever seen. <laughs> to me, I was like, holy shit! And the colors there was like purple was in the game, and that was the game that had purple as opposed to everything else, and it had like monochromatic colors. And I was like, this one. Oh man, there's purple, green, and black and white. <laughs> the future. Oh. Yeah, I I think so. The first video game I remember was was unfortunately boring, which was just Super Mario Brothers. Oh um, yeah, yeah, just like the standard play as Mario and Luigi, the usual sort of thing. But when my parents got me a Nintendo, like I got a Nintendo for Christmas. I got two games. I got Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt uh-huh. and I got Ghostbusters 2. And that's the game that I remember is fucking Ghostbusters 2 because that game was a piece of shit. Oh, I was about <laughs> to say, this sounds like an awesome game. What is Ghostbusters? No, it's, it's typical like early Nintendo cash tie-in sort of like game that like isn't really designed very well, but they put it out because they wanted to make money because it was like another toy. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's like this weird side scroll and you play as the Ghostbusters and there's occasional uh, car levels where you drive the Ecto-1 and it was just hard as balls <laughs> and didn't control very well. But I remember that damn game because it was one of two games I owned for a good while because, you know, when you're five or six or however old I was, you don't get to pick the games you get and you don't like get to just buy another one if you don't like the new, the one that your parents got you. You just play that damn game. And Ghostbusters 2 was that damn game. Was it? So it was sort of tied in, I assume, to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And But like I didn't even see the movie. Oh. Like I didn't see the of... movie until later. Somehow I got the game and played that before I saw Ghostbusters. Like I, mean, I knew the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters from the out? video game originally. That's Like when did they come out Ghostbusters 2? I'm going to look it up actually cuz I was like Ghostbusters the 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 film came out in 1989. The game came out in 90. Okay. So you were okay. Got it. I know how old you were. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I I know how old I was too. Because like I have a distinct memory of I remember where I was and when I watched Ghostbusters too. But I watched it on VHS. But I was definitely a little kid because I watched Arachnophobia and Ghostbusters, and I developed not I I developed a fear of spiders or a discomfort of spiders from the first five minutes of Arachnophobia. Refused to watch it ever again, and then watch Ghostbusters two to like soothe myself repeatedly. <laughs> and then I would eventually watch Arachnophobia when I was like sixteen or seventeen and go, oh, it's not that bad. But like as a child, terrified, visceral memories. Yeah. Um, so is that where why you'll never play Kill It with Fire is because of Arachnophobia? 100 i mean i've gotten over my fear of spiders but yeah like i still don't like spiders that much ah I, i'm not afraid of them i ain't afraid of no spider but like you know <laughs> i just i don't need them in my life i don't need that sort of negative energy i'm gonna send you a picture and don't freak out at it oh god it's gonna be a spider isn't it you fucking asshole 
Yeah. I swear. But, I'm, I'm looking at. But no, I, no, it's, it's not. It's not a. It's not gonna be like a, a gotcha or anything. I just. I want you to. If you came across this in a video game, would you be able to fight it, or would you just be done? I could fight that. That. That's not a spider. That is a. Oh, I was about to say that. I guess that. It, I was like, it's a one-eyed monster. Uh, no, that's no, the that, reticle. I mean, yeah, it's. This yeah, is weird because, uh, like, the stupid fire game spider thing is terrifying. This one doesn't seem scary because, one, like, it's not in first person. There's okay. some people in front of it, so I feel safe. Okay. What game is this, by the way, so for the folks? It's Dark Souls 2. It's the spider boss from Dark Souls 2. Okay, yeah, I can handle this. Like, in the Kill It With Fire, it was literally, there was a tiny spider in the fucking toilet. Like, it's, it wasn't a monster <laughs> spider. It wasn't some huge, like, it's not Shelob from Lord of the Rings or whatever. Like, this could happen. There could be a tiny spider in my toilet. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't need to think about that. Like, give me giant spiders. I'm okay with that. So, so like, it literally was arachnophobia where it was, like, a bunch of regular spiders. Yes. But, like... Something like eight-legged freaks, where it's like giant spiders attacking That's a town. Fine. That's yeah. fine. I'm cool okay. with B-movie horror movies and stuff where it's a real spider, but it's like ten times the size of a regular spider. I'm like, that's not real. We're safe. Okay. All right. All right. I, I get it now. I yeah. understand where you're coming from. Yeah. This is there In that one, there was a spider in the toaster. I don't need that. I don't need tiny spiders in various real-life locations. <laughs> <laughs> tiny spiders in various real life locations that sounds like a really bad blog <laughs> just like, to say, like or, or like or like one of those like twitter accounts that just post the same real thing in real life locations yeah, yeah. Or, or like a really bad horror movie yeah it's just <laughs> this is what it is it's tiny spiders in real life locations <laughs> Okay, well, I think that's a good place to stop. Haru Z, where can those spiders find you? Nope, 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 not <laughs> telling them. Well, spiders can't read, thankfully, except for Charlotte's web. But Charlotte was a cool fucking spider, so Charlotte's cool. She can find me at Twitter on at make me a Harvey Z. Yeah, at make me a Harvey Z. I really like that your rationalization was spiders can't read when this is a podcast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> and like, I was like, oh, but Charlotte's Web is cool. Yeah, Charlotte's cool. <laughs> oh, you can find me on Twitter at Atma underscore Phoenix. You can find our podcast at Make Me a Podcast. You can always email us at makemeagamerpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find my writings at atmasweapon.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope there are no tiny spiders in any real-life locations near you. And Harvey Z, take us out. Oh, so you do Twitter polls every so often. Uh-huh. Am I supposed to answer these Twitter polls? Because, <laughs> like, some of them are interesting questions. But I don't know. Like, we're friends. And, like, do I okay. really need to? Here, here's, we... here's something that you can rest easy about i don't know who answers my twitter polls like i don't get a breakdown of all the people who say yes or no or whatever like you can answer them anonymously and i'll never know 
My if you don't tell like, me, what if I'm the only one who answers? <laughs> <laughs> but even if you're the only one who answers, I still don't know it was you. Okay, so you won't know. Yeah, like I have no, like there's no way of me knowing unless you literally say, "Hey, I was the only one who answered you on your poll the other day." Well, then part of me is also though like you put out this poll, I should just tell you what I think. <laughs> Like, do you want to know? Because, hey, you asked the internet, so maybe you're asking your friends, too. The poll that I put up was mostly a joke. Okay. I didn't know the context, but... uh, I, yeah. I, I just... it's The poll I put up was simply because I had a, that stupid, like, a stupid joke in my head. And I, like, kept thinking about executing this poll until I just had to do it so I would stop thinking about it. But you, you ever have, have one to, of those like where it's like you you think about a really stupid post or some something to say or like something to tweet and like you know it's stupid but you can't yeah. stop thinking about how stupid it is so you just say it and get it over with like that's what this was 100% I have those in like oh I need a setup and I need them to say this or yeah like jokes and stuff but like this was a poll you needed them to vote in the right way then <laughs> what if they didn't I, what if you got answers that you were not ready for <laughs> i mean i was okay with that like i was i went i i did it as a joke and enough people answered it and then picked the joke answer which was what i was going for it was still interesting to learn if 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 people had not answered it the same way yes and to be fair you're welcome i picked the joke answer because I was slightly uncomfortable to tell you the other ones if you actually could see my answers. <laughs> so you were a PS5, buddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, it was entirely a setup so that I could make the follow-up when people made the joke. Because I had the follow-up ready, too. Yeah, like I saw the reply and I was like, oh, that's a good answer and stuff. And now I know behind the scenes you had prepped it ahead of time. Yeah, the, it, w it was all set up ahead of time. It was scripted. Sorry okay. to say. Well, it wasn't scripted uh, except for like people answering it wasn't scripted. What but then my, becomes my intentions was were, were scripted. What becomes fascinating then is so then those are the joke outlier answers. The other answers become even more fascinating. Who put what they put? Yeah, that is the interesting thing. But again, I don't know. Yeah. Like I I don't really know who answered that. Should we even tell them what this is weird? It's a I'm assuming that people who listen to this podcast stay up to date with your like <laughs> your Twitter account because otherwise they're like they're talking about a poll and what why is this so uncomfortable and weird? Who knows? No, no, no that's this is all they're getting. They've the got mystery to get all of the, the Twitter things. poll. Yeah. Like I have I have mentioned my Twitter name on this podcast so many times that if they're not following me at this point and don't get the context, that's on them. Yeah. It's it's like the Disney Plus Marvel edition stuff. And if you just watch the movies, you're missing out. 